Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, like every fifth episode, it's Steph and I sharing our own personal stories with you. And today, we get to share some stories with one of my good buddies, Adam Bennett, who is hysterically funny. In this episode, we focus on the topic of family vacation stories, and Adam shares what it's like when his family heads out west to South Dakota to visit relatives and his personal dream of never going to Disney World. That particular story includes a hilarious slide that Adam used to tell his kids about Disney World until it backfired on them. Then, Steph and I share some of the funny stories from our own family vacation last summer to Myrtle Beach. Can't wait for you to hear this episode with our good friend, Adam Bennett. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. Steph, welcome to episode 130. No. 130. Man. And today we have a good friend. Oh! Mr. Adam Bennett I joining love us. It when hey, Adam everybody. Bennett shows up. As always, we love having Adam with us. And I love being here. <laughs> okay, with this being summer, let's share some stories about a topic that is near and dear to our hearts, mm-hmm. right? And that is vacation stories. Love family vacations. But do you realize that with family vacations now with kids, you go exhausted and you come back more exhausted? It is not the same. No. It is absolutely not the same. Mm-mm. What do you think, Adam? You're doing the same routine, just on the road. At least <laughs> that's what my wife tells me. <laughs> you know. Right. No, that's very true. So you're going on vacation here soon, right? Yeah. To going to the beach. Mm-hmm. But what are some of the vacations you've had before we get into our stories mm-hmm. about like Myrtle Beach last year? Uh, well, my wife's from South Dakota. Yes. The Black Hills part. So okay. think like Mount Rushmore. She's uh, close to that, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, also Deadwood. Okay. I think she had a Deadwood address growing up. You know the TV show Deadwood? No. It was an HBO show about Deadwood. It's okay. a Wild West town show. And then what's the... Sturgis the, Rally. That's what I was going to say. The bike rally. The Sturgis, big Sturgis Rally. She that's close by. Right near there as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like going out there in the summer. Tell Steph what the winter was like. They have snows seven months out of the year. The Black Hills. So you, you, it starts in October and goes you know through May. Her, her sister just came down. In fact, her sister and her, her brother-in-law came down and stayed with us this week. They just left yesterday. And, okay. And when they left their house, there was snow. And so it was early June. June. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's what? a lot of snow. Yeah. It's a lot of snow. But if, if I'm going in the summer, I've, I have a good time. I mean, it's, it's just different culturally. How? How's it different? The main thing I notice when I go out there is people out there have a different relationship with risk. Like, you don't think about it because you, you tolerate a certain level of risk. I think it's pretty low out here. Out there... They just live with and tolerate more risk in all of their daily activities. I mean, you think about the Sturgis rally you brought up. Yes. I mean, Cody used to work at a diner, you know, as a kid out there, as a teenager, just right there in the heart of the Sturgis rally. They would have between six and 12 road fatalities every Sturgis rally from the bikers. I mean, it just, it was common. And it's just something that, yeah, we have half a million people here. We're going to lose 12 <laughs> to 20. That's just the way it's the it risk is. risk we're willing to I mean, take. Just really, that's just how, I mean, I've seen my brother-in-law uh, you know, on a dirt bike that may or may not have been street legal, drink a six-pack, pop a wheelie, and head off at 80 miles per hour. And I'm just looking out there going, wow. 
And they just live with risk differently than they do out here. I mean, you think about the Sturgis rally. If there was an event, a similar event here in central Ohio where... A half a million we, people. Where 12 people, you knew, were going to die because of the event every year. Yes. Like red, white, and boom. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to have red, white, and boom. Well, 12 people are going to die. It would never happen. It wouldn't. Because they They'd would just throw out that statement. They yes. would just throw out that statement. How many people are we willing to lose to continue this event? I mean, that, that's a rhetorical, we're done. Not zero. I mean, if you say that out there, how many people are we willing to lose to continue the Sturgis rally? They start doing math. They're like, <laughs> well, we got half a million people. Each one averages 10 beers a day for 10 days. That's 50 million beers. That's a lot of money in the local economy. Don't just wave your hand at that. A third of the bikers are over 60. So this is how they want to go. And then they would they would give you a number. They'd be like two hundred eighty five. They totally look at risk differently. Cody's Cody's father in law was a gold miner out there, literally a gold miner, a very bright guy. But uh, he was jogging. He was he was kind of a regular jogger for a while until he noticed that there was a mountain lion kind of going with him up on, you know, he was jogging like in this valley area and up higher on the hill in case you see this mountain lion. And it wasn't like tracking him, but, you know, you see him. And then, you know, a little while later, you see him again. Okay, he knows I'm here. He's kind of following me. Maybe not. It's a mountain lion. His response to a mountain lion possibly following him on his jogging route was to bring the dog with him on the jogging route. <laughs> this was a chow. So they're kind of, they're big and they're, they could be aggressive. Yeah. But I was like, Cody, if a mountain lion was following somebody around here jogging, the person's response would be to buy a treadmill and, <laughs> and put it in the basement. They wouldn't even, they wouldn't even put it You're on the outside. No, no, they yes. wouldn't. Forget it. That's my response with a dog yeah. in the neighborhood stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, when Cody was working at that diner, she said there would be this guy, he was probably a gold miner, who would come in and he'd order a burger, the meat was raw, and he would say... 10 seconds on each side. 10 he, seconds? Yes. And he would watch them and he would like count. And she'd press it down. 10 seconds on one side. She'd flip it. 10 seconds on the other. He's like, I'm perfect. He'd take it off. And then he'd eat it. And again, I'm listening to the story going, around here, we're going to need a healthcare power of attorney before we're going to serve you a burger that's been cooked for 20 seconds total. But it, like, how do you not get sick? Uh, uh, his can body. you not get sick? that? Ugh. Now. So, Adam, you told me that you're actually going on vacation here. Actually, next week, which surprised me because I didn't know you went on vacations. And I actually texted you that, that I didn't know you did vacations. So, where you're going, you're actually going to the beach. This is a family vacation. Uh-huh. And how did your wife rope you into this? Did she just book it herself? <laughs> how did this work? You're the fourth person to have that reaction, literally. <laughs> Most of it's not my fault, which I realize is a theme in my life. But... So what happened was, you know the story of our twin girls, all right? They were technically foster kids before we adopted them. Yes. Well, you can't just take foster kids wherever you want. So part of the reason we didn't go on vacation for a couple of years was they were technically foster kids. You had to keep them close by. So yes. yeah, you had to fill out a bunch of forms and stuff. And, and I don't even know if we were allowed to. Okay. Even if you filled out the forms, you might not be, not be allowed to. So we finalized the adoption, then COVID sort of hit. Yes. And so there was these two things kind of stacking on each other. Again, I'm not a world traveler. It's not like I was going to be, you know, tearing up the airline circuit, but that was part of the reason I hadn't traveled for a while. But yeah, it has been a long time since I've gone somewhere. And uh, it's some beach. Cody booked it. I don't know which one. (laughs) Um, And this is next week. 
<laughs> yeah. This is literally next week and you still don't know which one it is. <laughs> I mean, they're all the same. I mean, to me. No, oh. Not so much. I know which coast I'm heading to. I know to drive east. They're I'd... definitely not the same. I'll, I'll tell you a difference about between them? Myrtle Beach and Hilton Destin. Head. Hilton Head. Big difference. Oh, I didn't know Not that. even close. From the sand to the color of the water to the scenery to... Atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. what's there. Like Hilton Head... Everything's hidden. Everything's hidden. It's the craziest thing. Like everything's like camouflaged that you don't know where these places are. Destin, neither of those. Destin has white sandy beach. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. If you don't look behind of you, you would think you were in the Caribbean. Yeah. It is clear. Yes. Clear beautiful. water. You can see your feet in it. It's unbelievable. Myrtle Beach is dirtier. Yeah. Right? Not going there. Commercialized. But it's very commercialized, but it's family friendly. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it is completely different. It's different. It is completely different. Mm. So yeah, every beach right. is not the same, my friend. Okay. But if this is the first vacation we get on for a while, I'm sure it's going to be pretty nice. I think she said we're close to Sunset Beach, which I think was a soap in the 90s. <laughs> I'm almost sure. When she said that, I'm like, show? I think I remember that. <laughs> it sounds like something on Netflix. Yeah. I think, I think that's what she said. I was like, huh. <laughs> hey, what, what if you find out this was all a ruse that you're actually going to Disney World instead next week? Uh, I'll, once I cross that Florida line, I think I'll figure it out. Gosh. Never so, been. Some people have a bucket list. You've I never have been a, to Disney? No, I have a non-bucket list. Tell Steph the story of what you did to your oldest child about Disney World, right? And he finally uh, saw like a commercial. Yeah, so when my oldest was... Seven? Uh, eight? I, I, hopefully not that old. I, I, I think it was. May, that may have been the upper end of it. Um, he kept asking, I want to go to Disney World. Because he watches movies. He, at that, he was an age where he understood that some things were make-believe. Yes. So I guess he couldn't have been three or four. He had to be older than that. Yes. He understood. I go, it's a make-believe place. Like Neverland <laughs> on your... On your it's, I, I kept it up. It's, not, it's an imaginary place. Uh, you've seen Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park's not real. That's not a real park you can go to. It's it's a make believe place. I kept that up for like a year, and then and, and it was. I mean, it was working well. End of the conversation. I didn't want to go. So then he's watching a Disney Channel or something, uh-huh. and a commercial comes yeah. up for Disney World. It, it was even more concrete than that because I think it was in America's Funniest Home Videos where Tom Bergeron oh. is like, "I'm live from Disney World." <laughs> So I couldn't even sort of play it off like, well, the commercial is for the, you know. He was like, this is Tom Bergeron. We know he hosts the show. He's standing in Disney World. He's right there. And then I'm like, oh, shoot. This, this does not leave a lot of wiggle room. Yeah. But didn't he like lose his mind like, Dad, I told yeah. you it's real. Yeah. Look at it. It's mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Bought me a couple years, son. You win. <laughs> Literally for mm-hmm. for years you just told your kid. That's uh yep. that's made a place. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to know your unbucket list. Oh, g- not going to Disney World. That's the that's, that's the, the main list. thing. I want to yeah. go my whole life without ever going to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> you never even went when you were a kid. No. I didn't go. Maybe it jaded me to the point where I've become the person I am. Maybe. Maybe you could have turned it around if I gone to Disney World. Oh. Hey, with two little girls, I don't know how you haven't gone, but honestly, now it's different. Oh, it's so different. Different, better. Different, bad. No, not, not the same experience. Like anymore. you have to pay oh. to meet a character. You have to pay for an autograph. You have to pay for a hug. A hug. Ah, Adam, I was surprised by the adult women who would get their picture taken by themselves with Elsa and Anna, and it was like. Never it, seen that movie. <laughs> Say I promise. Name a Disney princess. Uh, Ariel. Well, she's a fish, right? Mermaid. Or a yeah, mermaid. Yeah, she's a mermaid. <laughs> 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 so, wait, 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 wait. How do you have two girls?
girls and you don't know Disney movies. I'm not in the room when they watch them. When yeah. was the last Disney movie you watched? Oh, I'm sure I've seen parts of Disney movies. I saw three minutes of Big Hero 6 this morning. They watch them all the time. I yeah. just don't sit there right and there. watch. Yeah. But so Ariel, adult women going up, getting their picture taken, and the look on their face is like, I just saw The Little Mermaid. Like, I just met the little mermaid for the first time. And Steph, you saw the same thing I did. That was me when I saw Mary Poppins. Yes. (laughs) That is true. She told me she could. She could. Steph lost her dad on mine. How much will I pay her? She has one day off a week. I was in it. Who goes up to an actress (laughs) of Mary Poppins and asks if she can watch our children? No, she offered. Oh, she offered to watch our children. Wait. She asked what the guidelines were. Yes. Oh, so this wasn't Julie Andrews. No. Okay. That is take, that is taking guts awesome. to see Julie Anders. <laughs> 80 years old now. <laughs> Which one of these are your kids? <laughs> yeah, sing me a song. <laughs> Friends, we just want to take a moment here to say thank you to all you loyal listeners. Ah, you guys, we just found out that Tell Us a Good Story is now in the top 1.5% of all podcasts worldwide. And that is because of you guys sharing with your family and friends on social media and giving us positive reviews on all the podcast platforms. And if your friends ask, just tell them they can get our entire catalog of episodes at kevinandsteph.com or wherever they like to get their podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So Adam, our vacations are a little bit different than going to South Dakota. So we, we do an annual trip now to Myrtle mm-hmm. Beach with your family. Yep. Here's what happens. Everywhere we go, whether it's vacation or not, mm-hmm. but primarily, I guess, vacation, it's always we have to Tate-proof the room. Mm-hmm. And the first year we went to Myrtle Beach with Tate, mm-hmm. we get into this room and immediately Steph and I are like, okay, we got to Tate-proof the room. So we are taking furniture away from the windows. We move the couch in front of the sliding glass door that led out to the balcony mm-hmm. on the 13th floor. Everything. Everything, yeah. We were we were trying to tape proof it. And Until then, we couldn't find tape. And then all of a sudden we're like, where did tape go? Behind that couch. <laughs> He's in the bathroom. Oh. Okay. So go in the bathroom and Tate, what are you doing? He has his arm in the toilet. He's swirling oh. around his arm. Yeah. Like yep. he's like yep. he's stirring yep. soup. Yeah. And so nope. I'm like, oh my gosh, Mm-mm. I'm glad your mother didn't see this. Mm-mm. So I immediately grab him. And he's he got quick eighteen bath. months. Got a quick yeah, bath. Yeah, got a quick bath. Yeah. Then, then we take him to the beach. Oh gosh. Right. First first experience at the beach. First experience at the beach. Having fun. What's the kid gonna do? He's gonna eat sand. All kids eat sand. Whatever. But then he starts chewing and chewing oh. and chewing. And I'm like, Kevin, what's Mm-mm. in his mouth? He's like, it's just sand. I'm like, no, 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 no. You what's saw in him his put mouth? Some, you saw him put something in his mouth. He fish hooks him and there's a dirty cigarette. <laughs> cigarette button in his chewing. mouth. Chewing. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Because literally it got to the point, hey, Kevin, just sit him down. Just sit him down in the middle of this beach so we can relax for a second. Mm-hmm. And then you see him put something in his mouth and it wasn't just sand. Oh, so gross. So <laughs> gross. So that's the first step. When we yeah. go on vacation, it is tape-proof the room. Uh-huh. So now he is four years old. Yeah. Last year, uh, he was three, obviously. We get to Myrtle Beach and you go out on the balcony mm-hmm. to put the towels out there. Yes. And what does Tate do? Oh my gosh. The first night we stay at this different hotel. It's right on the beach, 13th floor, beautiful view. I'm hanging out the towels. Mm-hmm. Well, I look to my right and Tate has pushed the furniture up against the railing so he could look over 
Whoa. The railing. Yes. Oh, wow. I still, third, yes. Honestly, I still have nightmares That's about a it. I still yes. have yeah. nightmares about that. Ugh. So what do we do? Furniture goes against <laughs> yes. the glass doors. And then we're like doing that. And he tries to go out the front door. So he goes out of mm-hmm. the hotel out in the room. hallway. Yes. Oh. So then, Kevin, how did you booby trap the front door? So I put a chair in front of the door, an ironing board on top of the chair, and something else. So if he were to wake up in the middle of the night, because the lock was high enough for him to get, oh. right? So if he were to get out, he would have to pull the chair out. We would hear the ironing board mm-hmm. drop and it would wake us up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we literally had to set a booby trap we did. for our four-year-old. Yeah. But then, but then, so we spent one night on the beach and then the next day we went to the resort, which mm-hmm. is, you know, mile inland or whatever. And <laughs> he was having, having a hard time sleeping that one night. So we brought him in our room and made a bed for him. And there is a door that goes out to a uh, a screened-in porch, right, on the balcony. We're on, like, the fourth floor. But it's totally screened in. Thankfully. Thankfully. So (laughs) I wake up the next morning. I look, and our door is unlocked, and it's open. And I was like, Steph, did you go outside by chance uh, in the middle of the night? No, totally didn't. So we look at Tate. Tate, did you go outside? Sure did, Dad. (laughs) So in the middle of the night, he woke up. Unlocked the door, walked out of the screen, is just out there, just middle of the night, just watching. Patrolling the perimeter. The, yes, the lake, is. the fountain of the lake, just mm-hmm. out there uh, watching, like sitting yeah. by himself. Comes back in and yeah. didn't didn't latch the door. Yeah. But he is he's an escape artist. Yeah. And so that's like the first thing we do when we go on vacation is how do we tape proof the room, wherever we're at, whatever. Perfect example why you come home from vacation exhausted. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Like it is exhausting watching that kid. All it yes. takes is one kid that's a climber. That's him. Yeah, yeah. Really you got the same one thing. of mine. Yes, Izzy is a climber, and it, it was a chore. So, like this table here that we're recording at, we couldn't leave this table like this when she was a kid. We'd have to put the chairs in another room because she'd climb up on the chair to the table and try to swing on <laughs> the light fixture. <laughs> Do you know those play pens that you know kids play in? Yes. You can yeah. kind of like keep them. You know, they you can attach the little fencing sides, like a I used UFC to, octagon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the morning, I used to assemble one of those before I went to work, and I would put myself in it so I could drink my coffee without her climbing on me. It's the only way I could do it. So I'd stand in the middle of the playpen, you know, instead of being... Have your breakfast. Yeah, and, and I'd just sit there and drink the coffee, and she'd stand outside and wait for me, the playpen, looking, like, just let me drink the coffee. It's not personal. But yeah, I was inside the playpen. Steph, that's me with Tate. Mm-hmm. I can't eat my cereal without him getting on my no, lap and climb. Can't. Yes, that is so true. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that is so true. That happens to me every morning with uh, Tate. Izzy yeah. would um, climb out of her crib, and we realized that if we bought her one-piece pajamas that were a size too small, okay, she couldn't kick her leg up onto the oh, railing. Oh, really? Uh huh. One step ahead of her. Uh huh. We realized that. So I had the idea because you know she kicks the leg up yes. on the railing of yes. the crib. Now she goes. And I told Tody, I go one size smaller, and we did it. And you can see how we're on the monitor. Just <laughs> couldn't get the leg up. Get the leg up. <laughs> the PJs are one piece. They're too small. They're footy pajamas. You know, it has to be footy pajamas, obviously, to keep the leg yes. from extending. It worked. Brilliant. I'm not sure if it's a form of abuse, but it worked. <laughs> so one tradition we have every year, and that we've done this for. I don't know, many years now, mm-hmm. is Adam, we will go to the Myrtle Beach Pelicans baseball game. And it's a minor league baseball mm-hmm. game for the Chicago Cubs. It's mm-hmm. like the single A. Single A. Single A uh, Chicago Cubs. A few years ago, at the resort we we're staying at, it was like Sheridan Resort, 
when we checked in, they had a sign for a giveaway. They were doing a drawing to throw out the first pitch at the mm. baseball game. And I'm like, Steph, this is a bucket list. <laughs> this is a bucket list experience. Sure. We've got to put that in there. So after we check in, I go over the concierge. I'm like, listen, when are you doing this drawing? And he's like, do you have a kid who would like to throw out the first pitch at the game? <laughs> I'm like, kid? Kid? He doesn't have the arm for that. <laughs> 60 feet, six inches? No way. <laughs> I go, uh, no, I would like to do that. He's like, oh, you would. And I make the comment. And what disease do you have, little boy? <laughs> I made the comment, I'm like, sir, that is like a bucket list thing for me. I've always wanted to throw out a first pitch at a baseball game. That would be amazing. He's like, oh, okay. So he takes my information, puts it down. And Emmy was like 18 months, 20 months. Maybe. I think she's so two. We, okay. So we only had one child yeah. at the time. So next day, we get a phone call in a room. Uh, is Mr. Mason there? Yes, mm. this, this is he. Hey, just wanted to let you know that you won the drawing to throw out the first pitch. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? He's like, yes, it'll be Tuesday night at the Pelicans game. And I'm like, okay, let me ask you something. Did you actually draw my name? And he's like, we did not. We saw how enthusiastic you were. And you said this was like a bucket list item. So we're like, hey, let's not do the drawing. Let's just give it to this guy. We assumed you had a terminal illness based on how badly you wanted it. So we wish you well. So he goes, we're just going to let you do it. Don't like, don't tell anybody. No, we right. didn't actually do the, the drawing. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. So you're so excited. I am so excited, Adam. So you had to get to the ballpark at like six o'clock or something, right? They tell you, okay, here's the entrance to go into. And okay, I am so excited to do this, but I got to make it memorable. I want, I want to make this experience even more memorable. And the week before, Bill Murray had thrown out the first pitch at the Chicago Cubs game. And when he threw out the first pitch, he threw it right into the screen in the back, right? And it was like really funny. I was like, oh, that's awesome. So they gave him the ball and he just like threw it like 30 feet over the catcher's head. It went in the, in the screen, right? Yeah. And so I'm like. But he's a comic legend. I don't know how it would be received. Go ahead. I want to see where this is going. So I'm like, what if? Like, don't shoot me down here, guys. What if? What if I threw it to the screen behind him? And I remember your dad just like, rubs his head and he's like I, Kev, I, I don't i don't think that's a good idea and the, like the look on your dad's face was like I, I had such high hopes for this guy right so then i'm like okay the mascot's gonna be there what if i throw uh, it at the mascot and the whole table's like no please you, like, don't. stop please stop don't. this is nonsense like don't just throw, throw a wild pitch, pitch. Just, just throw, throw the, the pitch. pitch that's it that's just all throw you gotta the pitch. do kevin just throw Same the pitch throw then you came up with the idea why don't you do this with your daughter hold your daughter get out on the mound, and throw the first pitch. How about that? I was like, uh, I guess I could do that. That'd, that'd, be, that'd be memorable too. So before we went over, I practiced holding Emmy and doing my wind-up mm-hmm. pitch, right? And so I'm glad I did because like my leg kick hit her, right? And then me throwing it, I want to make sure I could throw it without hitting her as I'm throwing it. So we practiced a few times the motion in the hotel. And so I'm glad we did. So... You guys go to dinner. Mm-hmm. I go early by myself to the Pelicans Park. So I go into this gate and I'm like, hey, is this where they're doing the first pitch? Is this where I'm supposed to check in? He's like, yes. Uh, do you have a kid here with you that would like to throw the first pitch? <laughs> I'm like, it's time no, again. 
<laughs> like, no, sir, uh, it's me. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Like, like normally we have kids do this, but yeah, sure. <laughs> so he's like, okay, let me let me take you to you know, the area. So. <laughs> So they walk me through. They, you know, I meet all these administrative people. And hey, here's the ball you're gonna throw out. And they've got they've got the red carpet out there in front of the mound. And I'm like, whoa, 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 red mm-hmm. carpet. Please tell me I'm allowed to throw off the mound. Yeah. And like, yeah, sure, if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, most people don't. Probably because they're kids. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. probably why. Yeah. You expose the system for the fraud that it is. Good for you. But yeah, if you want to throw off the mound, go ahead. So like, heck yes, I'm gonna throw off the mound. Yeah. So give me the game ball and then you show up like maybe 20 minutes before the yeah. game or something. And with our daughter, you bring her down to me. So I'm holding Emmy, take us on the field and throw the first pitch. It was not a strike, but I made it mm-hmm. with our two-year-old in my arm. No one got injured in the process. Very memorable and gave us the game ball and the mascot signed it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But hopefully someday stuff get to do it again. That'd be great. Hopefully you could take another child's opportunity <laughs> to throw out a first pitch. It'd be nice. So it is amazing what minor league teams do for like your in-game entertainment. So last year we went, they like hit a home run and they have this dog come out and do a victory lap. Okay. <laughs> so the dog gets to first base and the owner of this dog just like like yelling at the dog, like mm-hmm. to keep running. Dog just stops first base, just like sits down. <laughs> Relieves itself. <laughs> Didn't do that. No. But the owner was probably nervous about that, right? So then the owner runs out to first base, picks up the dog. <laughs> Rolled up newspaper. <laughs> but picks up the dog, and then the owner runs around all the bases. <laughs> so who's been trained here, folks? <laughs> so you're like, huh, oh, that's quite the victory lap. That's awesome. I love this. <laughs> so, so then before the game it was a little cloudy there was a chance of a storm so a lot of these teams right will post announcements on twitter mm-hmm. so i go on twitter and i'm not a i'm not a big twitter user but i go on twitter just to see did they post anything about rain delays or anything like that and in the process i noticed that they had a brand new radio announcer for the myrtle beach pelicans team okay and so i just went back a year ago just now and did a screenshot of these tweets for this story. Okay, so here was his tweet. All caps, important announcement. And he says, I will be taking an inning off of tonight's Pelican Baseball broadcast to face my own mother in the knockerball challenge. Do I take it easy on her? Find out on milb.tv. Okay, so I'm like, first off, what's knockerball? What is that? Okay, I don't know. So sixth inning comes. Knockerball apparently is... One of those humongous spheres. Like inflatable. Inflatable oh, okay. balloon that you get, get in. into. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what you do, you're inside of it and you run and you just knock into each other mm-hmm. and try to knock them over. Yeah. All right. So somebody had a brilliant idea. Hey, why don't I do this knocker ball challenge with my mother? <laughs> so <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> so over the system. They kind of read this. Hey, we've got our Pelicans baseball broadcaster. He's here with his mother. Who's in town for a vacation? Who's in town for hip surgery? (laughs) So they are both in these huge, you know, inflatable spheres. Okay. So they announce like, hey, here's what's going to be. It's going to be best of three. Okay. (laughs) 
best of three like it's so, going to be a Titanic struggle. <laughs> Listen, we're going to need to go multiple rounds. So I'm sitting there thinking, he's just going to like tap her, right? And just like get her off balance. So she is on the right field foul line. He is over by the out of play wall. Okay. So there's some distance here. Okay. Like the warning track get here. Get ahead of steam. All right. So you know, they're building it up. They are. I mean, this is in between things. They're building it up. And so he takes off. And I'm like, oh, he's like, he's serious. Adam, he drills his mom in this knocker ball challenge. Okay. He absolutely destroys his mother in front of like 2,000 people. Destroys her. Cheaper than therapy. Okay. So like she gets like two steps toward him and he's like a dead sprint. (laughs) And just (laughs) destroys her. Okay. So she obviously tips over and she is like, on her back, upside down, and there is an audible like, oh, like you just did this to your own mother. We are worse than the ancient Romans for watching and enjoying this. So she goes down. Adam doesn't move. Doesn't move. Okay. So then he walks away. He's like standing there in this inflatable, just looking at his mother. Or or laying there. His mother. So then... Out of the dugout comes running the paramedics. Oh. <laughs> How could you not think that through? Or maybe he didn't think it through. Maybe it was more like, this is for making me wear that sailor outfit, you know? So, so she's like, they're in this inflatable, not moving. Like, yeah. there is no round two now. Yeah. He's uh, standing 10 feet away, just staring at her like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. Mm-hmm. And paramedics come out. Get her out of the suit. I mean, they, it delays the game. Yeah. It delays the game. She stands up, and then everybody gives like the sympathy <laughs> clap. <laughs> She's walking Whoa. off. The field. <laughs> and like the worst son ever is ten feet behind of her, just like walking. Like I'm so sorry, mom. How does the brainstorm get that far? I mean, seriously, if somebody's like, hey, how about you and your mom put those American gladiators' helmets and pogo sticks on? I'd be like, no, she'll break. <laughs> it's not going to work. So after the game, what do I do? I get back on Twitter. Okay. Oh, here so, it comes. Here it comes. So yeah. I look at this post. Did yeah. anybody post something? Oh, right. I hope so. So he gets back into the box mm-hmm. to do the rest of the game. Yeah. He tweets out. That did not go as planned. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then how could it go any other way? So then another guy responds to the original post, the tweet, and he puts, I'd post a video of what just happened out here, but I don't want my account suspended on Twitter for promoting violence. <laughs> so that's what one of the fans said. Another fan put... This dude just, all caps, killed his mom out here. (laughs) I don't get how you can see that coming. I mean, so then I look at, okay, can I allow myself to roast this guy on Twitter? Because should I do this or should I not? So I'm actually at our hotel. I'm like... You should. should I do this? You should. Yes, I no. should. You he should. just blasted I, his mother he didn't publicly. Think it through. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to <sighs> I'm going to reply to his tweet. So his tweet that said that did not go as planned, I put, Hey bro, you think? <laughs> Exclamation point with hand over it. Then I put that display reminded me of that Jadavian clowny hit against Michigan. <laughs> I did. A few years ago. <laughs> 
but against your own mother. Yeah, it wasn't Jadavion's mom, I don't believe. <laughs> then my third tweet. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm guessing your mom's changing the locks in the house right now. No more living in the basement after that. You lit up your mom. <laughs> and then my final tweet was... Oh, you just kept going. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm totally... And then my final tweet he was like... It. Oh. I put laughing face, laughing face, laughing face. <laughs> I'm done messing with you, bro. Thanks for making me laugh so hard tonight at the game. <laughs> Best of luck to you. If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about Forget it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So the other thing we do is there's an area called Broadway on the Beach. Love and Broadway at the Beach. It is an outdoor mall. And yeah. in one section of it, or two sections, there's like a carnival area. They've got mm-hmm. rides and the games. Kids and love it. Kids love it. Mm-hmm. The problem is oh. with having three little kids mm. and little kids who aren't tall enough to go on rides by themselves, mm-hmm. that requires a parent to yeah. go with the child. Yeah. Mm. And us today going on oh, rides is not, not the good. same not as what it used to be. You don't like the frog hopper like you used to? No. So, for example, the first time we did this, I got talked into riding the teacups. <laughs> you can't fit in a teacup. Oh, yeah. That's not the issue. <laughs> It, the oh, fitting in a teacup is not the issue. It's okay. the vertigo. Got it. Yes. Yes. So I asked the carny as I'm getting into to you, hey, do these spin around pretty fast? And she, she starts laughing. <laughs> Doesn't answer my question. Just starts laughing. All right, okay. All right. So Adam, here, here was my plan. This is with M and L. I was going to spin it really fast, get them to laugh, and then stop it. Yeah. I was going to hold it and just slow it down, slow it down, stop it. Here's the problem. I started off spinning it, spinning it, spinning it, spinning it, and then you can't stop it. So oh, I, didn't I know that. did that at the beginning of the ride, and it, I couldn't mainly stop it anymore. <laughs> so for the entire ride, we were just zip, 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 zip the whole ride, and like the world is just spinning, 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 oh. and I'm like, oh, this is not good. Like this is this the longest ride ever? Because literally, like two minutes on that ride feels like 20 minutes when you are just flying. So we get off that ride. I can barely walk straight. And Steph's like, okay, what's the next ride you're going on, right? And I'm like, Kevin's no, no. Kevin's like bent oh, over. Adam, I am stomach. so sick. I'm Aww. like, I am sitting right here on this park bench. And I just sat at that park bench for how long? Oh, by myself. A while. <laughs> so, so you can't do coasters? Can no, you I can do, do roller coasters. But, but just circle. not the constant It's the circle. Yeah. Got it. I it's know some folks circle. like that. Yeah, oh, my gosh. And I didn't know that until okay. I got on the teacups. Mm-hmm. Got it. And I didn't know that once you start spinning it to a certain speed, like yeah. you, can't, you couldn't stop it. Yeah. This isn't like a little toy, right? Mm-hmm. It's literally, it just, it But you could do it when you were younger, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. absolutely. Absolutely. Emmy had no problem with it, right? Oh, the kids oh, loved they it. Loved yeah, Emmy yeah, and Elle loved it. Absolutely loved it. So last year, they wanted to go in the teacups. And like, nope. not with this guy. All right, you're going on by yourself. Or mom. She, you nope. aren't doing it either. I got, ever since the electrocution, I can't do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it gets me. Yeah. So I say, I, I'm not doing it. So it's M-E-L and now Tate mm-hmm. gets in there. All right. So they start spinning it. And 
They didn't tape proof the ride. They did not. So guess what Tate does when it starts spinning? Mm. He climbs up on top of the oh. wheel and is trying to like surf. Oh. And <laughs> there's probably a sign that says you shouldn't <laughs> you can't do, that. do that. Guess what nope. Carney does? Carney immediately stops the ride. Yep. And <laughs> She mm-hmm. gets out of her little booth, walks mm-hmm. over to Tate, and is like, yep. you sit down, uh-huh. yeah. and you do not you do not move. It's like she's uh-huh. like yelling at, yeah. not yelling, but she's like she giving it to Tate. She, she got needed on him to. Good. She he's needed to. a three-year-old at the time. Yeah. I mean, we're yelling at him, but he's to sit not, down. yeah. Yep. Well, Steph's mom, Brenda's beside me, and we're watching this, and I hear Brenda under her breath as the carney's like getting on tape. She's like, tell him, <laughs> tell him. She's like rooting on the carney to like... <laughs> Yeah, that's the only only English phrase that Carney knows, but she lit him up. <laughs> she lit him up, his three-year-old. So that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. In that same night. Uh, so after we do those rides, probably on the beach, Steph, you're, you want to go, go shopping. shopping. Yeah, okay. with my mom with and your the mom girls. And the girls. I have Tate. You have I've one got job. I have one job. Yeah, just one job. Just take care of Tate. That's it. Keep all him right. alive. That's it. That's right? it. That's okay. all he had to do. Just <laughs> let me have one moment. Let me have just one moment to just relax and go shopping with my mom. Yes. That's what I wanted. All right. So I've got Tate. Yeah. I've got the stroller. And all of a sudden, he's like, Daddy, I got to go potty. Daddy, I'm like, can you hold it? Daddy, I got to go. I got to go. I'm like, oh, no. This is not good. Okay. And you had already trained him. Right. Yeah. So it's not like he's in a diaper. Nope. He's in his big boy pants. And so I get the stroller. And I only know in this area where there's one bathroom at. That is it. And so I grab him. And I just take off. I go behind of like the mall area, mm-hmm. okay? Like towards less the parking traffic. lot. There's less traffic. I grab Tate and I just start running because it's a long way to this one bathroom, okay? Well, he's a boy, so it kind of depends on the nature of the emergency. I didn't want to do that in public. Yeah. But yes, if we were at yeah anywhere else <laughs> in, instead of like this mall area, I mean, there's no, there's no trees to okay. go by, yeah. okay. right? Like if you're at Easton, where are you going to do that at? At yeah, Easton, you're not going to do it in front of a store. No, that's true. Or on a sidewalk. Not a lot of... There's not foliage. There's yeah. not. No. Yeah. So, Very similar. Otherwise, you're right. I would I would go find a, a tree if we were somewhere <laughs> else. So I grab him. I start running on the backside of the mall, like towards the parking lot. I'm running. He's he's just, Daddy, I got to go. I got to go. I'm like, oh, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. You know, parents are looking at me. I'm like, hey, got to go potty. Got to go potty. And it, like the Red Sea is parting on the sidewalk as I'm running. And yeah. people are like, yeah, we've we been there. Go. <laughs> go, Dad. You got it. So... Finally get to the bathroom and run in there and there's caution tape over both of the bathroom stalls. Mm. Now, Mm. as you know, in the men's restroom, there's more urinals than there are stalls, right? So if one breaks, you're down to one. Well, if both have caution tape on it, sorry, you're not going to go number two. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, Tate, let's try this urinal for the first time in your life. So go up to your urinal, pull his pants down. He's on my leg, Adam. He reaches into the urinal and grabs oh, the cake. Oh, it's and not that picks kind it of cake. And, and picks it up and I grab oh, his arm no, and drop it, drop no, it, drop it, drop it. No. So then I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you, you can go potty. Go ahead. Yeah. Don't touch anything. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to hold his hand away from me. Uh, it's so gross. And it's I'm like, so yeah, gross. okay, you can you can go ahead and go. Mm. And he looks at me confused. I'm like, Tate, hey, you can go. Go ahead and go. And he's like, okay, daddy. All of a sudden, he closes his eyes and starts grunting. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, 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 oh. 
And immediately, you kind of called your bluff there. <laughs> you said it. And immediately, like, oh, no, 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 no. And I'm, I'm in the bathroom, and dads are coming in. I'm like, don't you dare poop on my leg. Don't you dare. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. No, we can't. We can't do this. And, like, not, not on these shorts, Tate. Not, like. Do not do this. Mm. So he's confused. Mm. Closes his eyes. He starts groaning. I'm like, oh, this is not good. So what do I do? I pull up my phone and I call Miss Shopping <laughs> woman over here. And who answered the phone? Was your mom? Uh-huh. Because were you trying on something? No, I just you shopping. Did, you, you just did not want to talk. You <laughs> Between margaritas is what she was. <laughs> Size of a fishbowl. You're like, this is my time. Well, you called my phone and I might not have answered it. So then you called mom's phone. Oh, that's what and I was. And then she called, she picked, she, your husband's calling. And I'm like, I'm now freaking out because yeah. he's, he's yeah. ready to just have an explosion here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Brenda, I need, I need my wife. Please get my wife. Like immediately. Answers like, why? Like, no, no, don't ask questions. Like, please get my wife. And you get on the phone. What do you want? Like, step. I need you so bad right now. Please come to the bathroom. Tate has to go. The potties are, they're done. Then you start asking me questions. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just come down here. Yeah. Yeah. Please, Steph, s- stop asking me questions. Just trust me. Come down here really quick. And you didn't like my tone. No, I did not like your tone. Because but, it was sort of like this, but in a, a little angrier tone. Time is of the essence yes, at that point. I'm trying he to communicate. He didn't explain everything, but he didn't explain I didn't anything. have time. I know that. He is about ready to go on my I leg. I understand that. But all I heard in the conversation on the phone was, I need you to help Tate go potty. That's all I heard. Yes. But I heard it in a not nice tone. Okay. So. So go. I need you immediately. This yeah. is an emergency yeah. because this, I'm assuming there are some open stalls in the female yeah. bathroom. There are none in the men's. Yeah. Okay. And I don't want him. He's like a ticking time bomb. Yes. So I'm trying to communicate to you yeah. in the least amount of words possible. Yes. But I didn't like your tone. So I'm like, please meet me outside. So <laughs> get off the phone. I walk outside. I have a ticking time bomb yeah, in my say. arms, Adam. He can go at any time. Yeah, I started. This woman over here, I'm like, what's taking her so long? Come on. I told you how important. Like, this is an emergency. She walked what's by Yankee long? Candle and saw some stuff she liked. Sure did. So, yes, I she, did. Adam, she finally comes walking around the corner where the restrooms are, and it is like the slowest walk ever. <laughs> She's giving me the slow so walk. bad. And I'm out. So I'm like, Jeff, come on. Look. <laughs> like, like trying to like yell across there, but yeah. not be so yeah. loud, mm-hmm. and just slow oh, walk. I did it, and you sure got to me like I, I appreciate your tone right now. <laughs> I don't appreciate my son defecating on my leg. <laughs> so literally, you were slow walking because you didn't like my tone. I did not start pulling his no. drawers off right there and watch her speed up her pace. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, you got Tate took him to the restroom. Yeah. Yeah. Where he went potty, and that's it. I'm like, Tate, do you have to go the other? He's like, no, I could. Oh, like you just had- I'm like, man. okay, okay. Never did it. Never did it. At this point, he probably has a pretty robust immune system based on what you've described. <laughs> you know, the the hand cigarette butt. Uh, hand cake. in the toilet, stirring, yes. the urinal cake. Yes. yes. I mean, he will be the Omega Man. <laughs> so, Steph, if we ever need any more stories, we just need to go on vacation. With Tate. With Tate. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, listening to this, like we're supposed to go to vacation in a few weeks, and now I'm internally cringing going on vacation with Tate. <laughs> Tate proof. Like, who wants who wants to watch Tate on for our vacation? Abby, Abby went through this phase where she would like to visit bathrooms wherever we were at. Yeah, oh, so, that's you know, fun. Whether it's Skyline Chili oh, or yeah. any or you know, anywhere. Fun. 
gas station. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're at a gas station. Anywhere we were at where she thought there might be a bathroom, she would say, I have to go potty. And it, it wouldn't even have to be a, an establishment. If we were at a sporting event and there was a porta potty, oh, I have to go. <laughs> I got so tired of it. I started occasionally calling her bluff. She'd be like, I have to go potty. And I would look at her and I'd go, pee your pants. <laughs> I'll literally do that. Go ahead and do it. If you've got to go, just pee him right here. And we would we would lock eyes for a good three count. Oh, yeah. your bluff. I would because I would I would be like I think she went, but she kept pushing it too far, and I knew she was faking it, and I knew at some point I might be wrong, but I was I would call her bluff a few times and said just pee your pants right here. You really have to go. <laughs> I'm like I'm not playing this game. I mean, you're not going to the porta potty. Yeah. you're not yeah. doing it. And, and, and I I never once got my bluff called by her. I probably did it a half dozen times. Like, go ahead, just pee your pants. Were you, were you proud of yourself for I was like, that uh, with that four-year-old? Uh, I, the mind battles <laughs> that she would do. She would do it at, at six or seven. She's like, I have to go. All right. Oh. Just let her rip. I'm not stopping at this Sunoco. <laughs> Steph, any other stories you want to share today? Oh, no. So much fun. Always so much fun to reminisce and be with Adam. Adam, thank you so like much, this. buddy. Yeah, certainly. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.